Hello all and welcome back to the Sky Fantasy Football Podcast by Fantasy Football Hub. It's been a long time coming but with the Premier League and therefore Sky Sports starting back on Wednesday the 17th of June we are back to discuss what the podcast team have been doing during lockdown, what we can expect to happen over the remainder of the season, which players we should be targeting for the restart and if we can spot an exciting differential or two. The confessional is back, as is Dan's rants, so we have that to look forward to too. I'm joined as usual by two of the most successful Sky Managers in the game. Firstly, uh, Paul McNulty. Paul, how has lockdown treated you? Well, lockdown's been good for me, uh, Andrew. Um, I'm working from home, saving on the commute, going into work. Um, don't have any kids, so no homeschooling from my side. So I managed to spend a bit more time on the uh, football index and uh, been start watching the Bundesliga. It's been good as well. Oh, good stuff. And how about you, Dan? Have you been spending your spending your time just ranting or just doing uh, productive just, things? Uh, I've, just, I've been furloughed, so I've, been, oh, I've just been at home doing DIY, homeschooling my kids, Nightmare. watching this morning, um, <laughs> loose women and... Yeah, I've just been doing. I've just spent the time with my kids and that, and uh, and mainly getting all DIY DIY done, getting in the good books, so that when all this football's on every night, I can watch yeah. a match every night and be like, you know, I, I, I've got all, everything that I've done written down. So yeah. if Mrs. starts to say, then I'm like, oh, 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 this is the stuff I've done. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm watching every. I'm watching two, two football matches every day, at least so, one. Yeah, one chore per match. Is it? That's how. That's how you do it, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, some matches of them, like, left, ninety-two chores. Yeah, well, I painted the hallway, mate. So that that like wow. there's about seven doors there. You got a gloss right. and undercoat. So I built up some credits. So um, plus there's nothing else on, anyways. They're like, oh. what's you going to watch? Emma Dallas on once a week, or you know, there's nothing to watch. So you might as well watch football. Fair enough, chaps. I've been doing a lot. I've been working from home. I have had a blast on uh, football index and uh, footstock, which are both interesting. I'm quite quite addicted to footstock at the moment which is quite which is quite new but the pricing is very volatile but uh and i also played um fancy chat man and virtual fpl as well actually so um non-stop fantasy anyway enough of that and on to the football so just to clarify for those who haven't seen the latest news the premier league is due to restart on wednesday the 17th in june and um, they released the first three sets of fixtures which constitutes Sky Game Weeks 45, 46 and 47. So if you go on to your teams on Sky, you may have to click forward a few game weeks to get to um, Sky Game Week 45. So 45 um, looks like it's just the Villa, Sheffield United and Man City Arsenal games. And then there's 46 and 47. In terms of official confirmation from, from Sky, so this should help determine the rule. So a lot of listeners have been kind of asking about you know, what's happening with remaining games, with mini-leagues, are we going to get some transfers and stuff? So I'll just I'll just read it out. But with the confirmation of the first remaining Premier League fixtures, the Sky Sports Fantasy Football team brings you up to date on the remainder of the season. Uh, so this is how Sky Sports Fantasy Football will look once football resumes. The jackpot prize of £50,000 will remain the same, with the players in first, second and third to be paid out from the overall leaderboard at the end of the 2019-2020 season. Uh, transfers that players have made will stand with no additional transfers to be awarded for the latter stages of the campaign. The existing five-per-game-week transfer cap will remain. The price for the knockout cup will be split between the remaining players at the end of the season. The remaining KO Cup fixtures will be completed using the traditional knockout cup method, and both private and paid leagues will continue, 
and be completed as normal with the result at the end of 2019-2020 Premier League season used to determine the winner. So it pretty much looks like they are just picking up where they've left off on Sky. So, Paul, have you got any kind of thoughts on that? Do you think that's the right thing to do? or? Yeah, I, um, I know we were, we were talking about having a, a, a podcast to discuss this at the start of lockdown yeah. on chosen for, for time and stuff. Yeah. Um, I definitely think that that's... That's right. Had the season not played out, I guess there would have been more uh, contentious uh, decisions to be made then. But um, yeah, I'm I'm I'm, pretty, I'm not going to be in the running, I don't think. But um, I'm pretty happy with the, the decisions that have been made. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and how about you, Dan? Do you feel the same? Yeah, well, I think like I see a bit about FPL and people are going on about having wild cards or what well, I, I don't know all that sort of stuff, but. In Sky, like most, we'd all just left. Like, I didn't log into my team till last week or so. Like, I couldn't even remember who was in my team. <laughs> but I know in FPL, people have been, people were still making transfers, weren't they, and stuff like that. So, no, I was, I always thought, no, just, just carry on as it was. Like, it doesn't, no one's been making transfers. Carry on as you are. Like, there's 50 grand for someone to win. Like, you know, if you're in that top 10 and a bit, I don't know, you've got a few transfers and someone hasn't, and then to give them an overhaul is, it's a bit, you know, they're laughing if they've not got any transfers left. So um, I think just carry on as it was is the right decision. But then I looked at the team and then I saw that the fixtures that had come up and I could do with an overhaul. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I think it's right to just carry on as, as it was. Yeah. No, the fact I... that the fixtures are, are playing roughly in the same order as well as what they were. Yeah. I don't right. appreciate you can't get the captaincy days for the single days mm. the same, but at least they kept the same order. So Yeah. Okay, so on to our first topic then, and it's basically what are we expecting to happen uh, for the remainder of the season? So this could be, you know, from like a football view, um, a sky view, anything. So if I just, I'll start with kind of one or two, just some really obvious ones, I suppose. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of frustration with our teams. So I think there's going to be a lot of rotation. Um, Obviously, we've heard now that there's going to be five subs as well so you can probably expect you know a kind of raft of of subs at at half time and and probably i was going to think that the the kind of players who may be subbed off early as well are probably going to be players like strikers wingers and full backs i guess so this has kind of led me to potentially think is it you know is it worth actually going for um safe defensive midfielders and and center backs maybe you know if you look at, at players like Laporte and Van Dijk, just as an example, kind of, I know they're expensive, but um, I would say they're, they're probably nailed for 70, 80 plus minutes for every game. Whereas if you're looking at other positions and stuff, I think we're going to get a lot of frustration there. Uh, how about you, Dan? Have you got any, you know, any, any kind of thoughts of, of how the remainder of the season will, uh, will play out? Yeah, it's going to be a nightmare, isn't it? With the five subs, like even that first day, like I've got Aguero. And I know we don't see the lineup, but I'm just going to captain him and hope that he's going to, even if he starts on the bench, he should come on, shouldn't he, with five subs? So, um, but yeah, like, there's, yeah, like you said, they could take almost half the team off at half time, couldn't you? So, um, yeah. I think it's just going to be a case of muddling through, really, and just seeing what is sort of happening. And, like, God knows. I heard Klopp had said that he's going to sort of treat this end of season as a pre season, isn't he? Yeah. So, as soon as they've got the title wrapped up, like, do you want to have Salah and Mane? And I don't know. It's just, it's going to be a real nightmare, but it's going to be the same for all of us. So, uh, any thoughts, Paul, on what we can expect for the rest of the season? Yeah, yeah the, five, the five subs on is uh, an interesting point. I've been watching, said at the start of the pod, I've been watching a bit of German football 
And what I've noticed more is there's a lot of young players getting the last five minutes. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully that will. But hope, I guess English football is not going to base solely on the way German football is going. But um, we could see similar patterns where it's just a case of the last five, ten minutes that it's um, some of the youth coming in, so there wouldn't be too much rotation. I think from like um, a football view, I think I'm very interested to to kind of see some of the youngsters and to see some of the the fringe players as well. This is not from like a sky view, but you know, if you think of players actually might get a you know a fair bit of game time some quite you know exciting players who, you know who we don't see much of players like you know Martinelli maybe Greenwood Ian Acho I'm a you know I'm a fan of and you know I, I can't see Vardy playing 90 minutes of every game even players like you know Pulisic Origi I think from a football view it's going to be interesting but it does it certainly doesn't kind of um help with uh help with Sky I've seen some stats from the Bundesliga which potentially may give us some clues. I think as of last week, I don't think it includes this week's games, but um, I'm sure I saw there was 22% less home games won in the Bundesliga as per the norm. So I think home advantage could potentially be nulled out, which will be really interesting because a lot of fixture tickers base base an advantage on on home. So I think that that is interesting. And I also saw that in the Bundesliga as well, lower teams, so the teams in the bottom half tended to use less subs from that in the top half so I'm not sure whether that will play out again in the Premier League but you know we've only got the Bundesliga to really go on in terms of you know elite football so I found those interesting another couple of things which I think from a Sky game I think you know constant daily engagement I think you know whoever's on the ball but if you've got like 12-15 transfers left if you're actively managing your team every single day I think you're going to have a massive advantage over players who don't. It's very easy to miss one day. You know, we we have times where we miss, you know, a whole weekend. We've got from Monday to Friday to prepare our captains and we miss the Saturday, for example. So, you know, that constant daily engagement is really going to pay off. I think some other things I'm looking forward to for the rest of the season as well. I'm looking forward to seeing Man United. I think they're going to be very, very interesting to see how they finish the season off. Their fixtures are the best in the league for the last nine games. They'll have Pogba back. You know, they've got Rashford back. They've got this f- fully fit team. And I think Bruno has given them some real impetus. So I think we'll talk in a bit maybe around, you know, the kind of players that we're looking at. But those United players, to me, United look a very, very exciting proposition. And I'm also looking at um, Spurs. I'm quite excited to see Spurs' new signings. We haven't seen a lot yet of... Um, Bergwin, uh, Lacelso, and and Gedson as well. Kane will be back. Son will be back. I think Spurs could have a really, you know, exciting attack as well. There'll be a lot of rotation, I would guess. But um, looking at some clues for next season as well, I think, you know, I think that'll be really interesting. And um, and just one last one. It's not kind of massively important, but there are a lot of players that go in out of contract, and a lot of players, you know, you maybe have to think of it being careful in terms of, you know. They may may not play because you know because it, you know if, if they're not part of the plans for next season or actually they may be trying to impress their current club for a new contract or a potential suitor even so players like Ryan Fraser, Willian, David Luiz, um, Adam Lalana even Pedro, Jordan Ibe, Evertonghen these are all players who are going you know out of contract so I think there's just an interesting thing they could you know it could go either way but you know and then we've got the thing of there could be more further suspensions and things but um 
you know, I'm just looking forward to the football in all honesty. It's uh, it's going to be a momentous five or six weeks. So, uh, yeah, so lots of looks forward to. Hello there, Aaron Alton. Any idea of average transfers left? Not sure, Dan, if you were able to get that, were you? Nah, no idea. I can't even remember what they were last time I saw. <laughs> I'd looked, I'd tried looking through Twitter and stuff and emails, but when I was at this lock, I deleted like, I don't know, 5,000, you know, when you, so many years worth of emails, I just deleted everything <laughs> off and I just tidied up my phone and everything like that. So yeah. everything's gone. So I can't remember, but I think it was, I don't know, seven or eight average when it was yeah. something like that yeah, to the well, top yeah. 10. That was, um, th- that would have done you. I think seven or eight would have easily done you over this sort of nine or 10 games, but I, th- I think no chance now. I think you're going to need about 15 really to do what you want to do, especially like with the, like, even with the first two weeks, five single game days, you know, you, you're going to look, you're looking at missing some captaincies there unless you're lucky with who you got in your team. And yeah, I think, you know, like I've got seven and, and I've got Pereira. So uh, that's six. Do you know what I mean? So, and I think I'm going to struggle getting through this. It's annoying that as well, that we've only got the first two week fixtures. Cause yeah. at least if you'd had till the end of the season, you could have just done all your transfers now just to cover everything off or whatever for the season. But um, we've only known the first two weeks. It's like, Oh, do I make a few moves now? Or do I sort of keep what transfers I got for then what other game days coming up ahead? It's, um, that is all a bit of a nightmare. I've got a prediction as well. I think they'll set out the next batch of fixtures on the 17th on the same day that the league's going to start. So everyone will be then panicking to quickly get have a look and see what they need doing or whatever sort of thing. Yeah, on the planner. Yeah, oh, it's going to be annoying, isn't it? But yeah, to two weeks, but what what can you do? Worked out very, you know, very, very roughly. So if there was nine game weeks left, if you do, you know, kind of, an average of three game days per game week left. That would have been 27 game days left. It looks like now there's, so what is it, seven seven weeks, roughly 49. There's going to be probably, you know, not far off, double the amount of game days that there would have been, which is tonight. I'm, I'm sure we'll talk in a bit about our, you know, plans and strategies for it, but I would have certainly left a lot more than five if I would, uh, if I'd have known uh, this was happening. Okay, so that's kind of what we're, looking forward to it so so in terms of players then so which players should we be targeting for the restart so can i come to you first paul yeah um so i've been looking at i think uh, to cover some of the captaincy days and based on fixtures like you said earlier on um, i'm looking at a man united player so um i also don't have a city player for the uh, city burnley game on the monday night on the first weekend so Mm -hmm. I'm going to look to make a double move. Um, I'm sitting just outside the top thousand with seven transfers, so I want to play not overly safe, but based on the formation that I've got set out and the money that I've got available in the bank, um, I'm going to have to either get KDB or Bruno in the midfield, which I don't particularly like because both are sitting over over 50%, but to cover off the captaincies, I'm going to have to pick one of those. And then to counter that, the, the, the player from the opposite team will either be Rashford or Jesus, who are both sitting at under 1%. So that'll be a differential kind of play that I'm looking to make there. Um, but yeah, I think Man United and, and Man City, um, if you don't have players from either one of those teams, it'd be sensible. Okay. Um, and how about you, Dan? Were you eyeing up for the next fortnight? Um, I need about five striker slots, to be honest. But I liked um, Rashford and Kane, because they're both in 0% of the top 1,000. So... Their players, um, I think, and they both would be good captains on a couple of days at least. So 
Yeah, I think Rashford came, but it depends on your formation transfers. Like I don't have Fernandez, so I might because Fernandez is in like fifty percent of teams, roughly something like that. So I might just have to bring him in because he was killing me before this all sort of uh, came to a standstill. So yeah, him. But yeah, mine was mainly looking through the days. Like I say, the first day I got Aguero and. That's a bit of a hope and pray, really, just going to captain him. But yeah, looking at them other days, there's, I say, there, I could do with having about five striker slots at the minute, really. But yeah, I think, you know, in, ter- in terms of which kind of players we should be targeting, you know, I know, I know we, we beat the drum on this, but I think it's really important as well to have a look at what your, what your goals are for the season. So, you know, I'm, I'm having a dreadful season, I'm about 6,000 at the moment. So, Dan, you're just kind of outside the top 100. So, our, you know, our, our objectives are very, very different. I'm not going to be looking to bring in Bruno, I don't think, because I just don't see the point. Because, you know, even if I captain him and he scores a hat-trick, I might move up a few hundred places, but I don't see the point. Um, something I was chatting to last season, actually, with Mark Edworthy, was, you know, like bringing in the second best player for every team. So, last, last year we were talking about, you know, Mane instead of Salah. Maybe, you know, at the time with Sterling instead of De Bruyne and, and things like this. So I think I'll, I'll probably be looking to go along those lines, you know, and just, you know, instead of Bruno, maybe I may go for Rashford, I may go for Pogba and players like that. I noticed um, Pogba, you know, and it's, it's fairly obvious. I know it sounds obvious, but Pogba's uh, 0% owned. <laughs> so, you know, if he comes back with a bang, he may be on penalties, you know, and, and things like that. Rashford's also on 0%. He's likely on penalties. He's probably, you know, you'd imagine start on the left with their fixtures. You know, they're really, really nice. So I, I think I'm going to look for a bit more, you know, of that second best player in the team sort of thing. Um, you know, and as I kind of mentioned earlier, 90 minute men, goalkeepers, centre backs, and central defensive midfielders are probably the 90 minute men. The rest may not. Uh, you know, in terms of things like clean sheets, if you get your, you know, your full backs hooked at half time, that's going to be an absolute nightmare. Get your strikers hooked at half time, and there's injuries as well, right? So you know they've got games, you know at the at the start of the season, players are much more susceptible to injuries. We're going to see that right at the start, and even though they may recover in a week or two, in that week or two, there's three or four games as well. So you know, I think I think it should be really, really tough in all honesty. But um, yeah, just some just kind of notes there uh, in terms of um, low owned players. Then Dan, have you got any thoughts on some really low owned players who've got your eye on? Only like Kane and Rashford, I both saw was 0%. Um, my main thing, like I say, is just looking at the days and what I need to do and trying to work out if I am just going to, like, I've looked at one plan and I could use five and seven transfers up yeah. in this two weeks. And then you think, like, well, actually, that's pretty <laughs> mad, isn't it? Like, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's a real nightmare. But I think I'll probably just sort of uh, stumble through it, sort of thing, and wait for the next set of fixtures to come out after that. I think they'll probably be every two weeks or something. I'm guessing they're going to come now, but I don't know. But no, the only two I spotted was Rashford and Kane is because beforehand, like I took them out and discarded them because they were both going to be out till the end of the season. I think Rashford was, I think there was rumours Kane might be back, but um, they were just two that had gone from your thoughts and yeah, a lot of people don't have them. So yeah, they're the only two 0% ones that I'd thought about. Okay. Uh, How about you, Paul? Yeah, just... On top of what Dan's already mentioned, Son's only in four teams in the top thousand, and Jesus is only in nine as well. So look at like you'll get the Man City lineup um, on the Monday night against Burnley. Um, appreciate if whoever if you were to, to to bring in one of the the City strikers, you know they're not going to play every day. But um, 
that may be worth a punt. Yeah. I wrote a bit of a list just for some, you know, if people are looking for the different kind of players. So, you know, Wolves were on form and they look, you know, they've got some nice fixtures to the end of the season. Doherty's 5.5%. He may be susceptible to rotation, I think, because, you know, he plays that really hard, hard press up the line. But, you know, he on his day, he can absolutely smash anyone. Um, if Wolves play, Neto is, you know, he's he's 0% own, which, you know, it may, it may be a shout. I think he's really, really cheap as well. In terms of Leicester, you've got Ayosi Perez, who will play a lot of minutes, I think. He's 0.6% owned. If you're looking for a replacement for Pereira, potentially a cheap one, Justin, his replacement is uh, 6 million and he's 0% owned as well. So I think that was one of our our questions. But if we think that um, Pereira is going to be out for the season, which it looks like his replacement would be Justin, he is cheaper than Pereira. Hianacho, you know, if if Ardy gets injured, Hianacho is, is going to play at front. He's 1%. Uh, looking at Chelsea, you know, I'm a really big fan of Abraham. I know, I know just before this ended, he was injured. He was out of form, but I think he's like 8.3 million, 1.5%. He's going to come back with a bang. Werner has signed. I personally think that will spur Abraham on to want, you know, to want to be in proving and be his um his partner next season. And Pulisic, I really like. He, you know, you know, he he, he stuffed me up in FPL and in Sky because I brought him in when he was on that real streak and he just kind of fell off the cliff. And then he got injured, but he's back fit. He's a really good player, and you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him. If Villa are going to turn a corner, they need to score goals. If they're going to stay up, they need to score goals. Um, Samata is 0.1%. He may be a shout. And uh, McGinn as well. So he's back. And I didn't have him myself, but he was a bit of a legend at the start of the season. McGinn won, you think. And um, he's 0% owned as well. So all these players are like ba- barely owned at all. So they're, you know, they're, they're potential really good shouts. We mentioned for Man United, Rashford, 0%. Pogba, 0%. Dan James, I think, will get a fair bit of game time, and he was all right for Sky as well. He was um, 0.3%. Maguire's only 1.9%. So, you know, talking of, of centre-backs, Maguire, you would imagine, would play the vast majority of all the games with their good fixtures. Should be tight at the back, 1.9%. I think that's really good. Uh, Wan-Bissaka is 2%. And also Norwich, so if they're going to stay up, Pookie needs to score. Uh, he's 1.2% owned as well. And lastly, um, Southampton turned a corner just for the you know the breakup, and last year Redmond finished the season off really well. I think he scored two or three goals in the last five or six games. He's zero percent owned, and very very lastly, um, is good old Patrick van Arnold for Palace. His last three games, he's got seventeen points, nine points, and seven points, and he always finished the season off like an absolute train as well. He normally scores a couple of goals in the last eight or nine games, and he's only zero point three percent owned as well. So. For those looking for kind of different sorts of options, um, I, th- I think there's, you know, and I've, ju- I've just had a, a skim over there. If you really want to have a look down in there, there are a lot of players under 1% owned who could really turn the season on his head. And because of this, I think we'll see fairly big swings in terms of, you know, overall ranks and mini leagues as well, because um, those who've got a lot of transfers left can afford to play around. I've got five left, right? So I'm not going to be bringing in Samata and Pookie. Whereas if, um, if I had, 15 left you know and, and i can spot a run of a couple of games i'd be you know i'd be really tempted to so um but yeah you know there's some there's some kind of options there so in terms of questions from the community we had a lot in actually so uh fasten your seatbelt gents that's called playing fpl uh, do we know how much notice we'll get for the next batch of fixtures and how it will affect your planning strategy so i don't think we know how much notice we'll get for the fixtures dan in terms of 
how it'll affect your planning strategy. Are you kind of, you know, are you going to hold off until, you know, until you see the next batch or, you know, have you got any thoughts? Well, yeah. So I said, I've only got seven transfers left. So Pereira has got to come straight out. He's done. So six. Yeah. So yeah, no, over this two weeks, I might make three. Do you know what I mean? I might risk it a bit. Yeah, I might make three. <laughs> and do you know what I mean? But then that still leaves me six rounds of games after that. But I like, I, and I need captains and like, I like some of the ones like Vardy's got a couple of good games. I've got Ings already. Mm-hmm. Like, like there's players I need. I need to bring in a United player as well because I don't have any. So Kane and you know I need. I could do with Spurs as well. So I'm going to have to make moves to get my captains um, that I want, and then just hope for the best after that. But I I think it'll be something like every two weeks now. I was pretty pissed off it wasn't a full list, but. Um, yeah, I imagine, I imagine that'll be around that first, the 17th of June. I can imagine on that day, they'll then release the next batch and then we'll be rushing around trying to think, oh, like Everton have got a single game day, going to need Everton player and, you know, you guys think quick on your feet sort of thing. But yeah, no idea on it. But I'm, I think we might have to get um, Ian Ian's planner on screen and kind of run through it with everyone because it's going to be quite tough to navigate through all those, I think, in it. So, Paul, the next one for you, uh, this is off Marlon uh, Kira Mal Liverpool block transferred out after they win the title so he's got a Liverpool block um, are we going to look to transfer him out after they win the title then spreading transfers across as many teams as possible is that the best strategy because we're going to see one match team news per week or shall we go with strongest teams by fixture what are your thoughts on that Paul yeah uh, it's something I'm already taking into consideration when I, I do the two moves for the Man United and the Man City player yeah. about making sure that I'm diversifying the teams I'm taking out of. Um, so I'm probably, I, I'm thinking of lo- losing a Liverpool, uh, one of my Liverpool defenders, um, because, because they're valued so high, it's a good buffer for when making the transfers in. So I definitely think that um, there's going to be, there's going to be a lot of rotation from Liverpool. Um, so de- definitely diversify. And even if it's not the fixtures that you can see in front of you, still by picking low-owned players, like some of those differentials that we've discussed, um, which might help out on the next batch on single game days um, and preempting that. You get one step ahead. I think, um, I think it's definitely a, a viable option. Sure. That's a good shout. Uh, thank you. Uh, Liam in the chat has put, if Sterling or Mahrez get injured, Sane could be a big differential. That's a really good point as well. I'm not, I'm not sure how much he is, but you know, he is, uh, he's, he's lightning when he's, when he's on form. Laporte was someone I was thinking of as well. He's uh, 0% on. Yeah. Definitely. There's, there's like, I don't think I've ever, you know, obviously these are kind of unprecedented circumstances, but I don't think I've ever seen an opportunity where all these real players who probably make you start in 11, right? So the players we're talking about, Kane, Rashford, Pogba, Doherty, Laporte, they're all 0% owned. It's, it's absolutely bizarre. And this is why, you know, I think, I think we'll see these swings. So next question was off uh, at Glenroy163, Dan. Uh, looking at the opening fixtures, which team or teams would you say you must have a player from? You're going to need a Man City because they've got that Monday night against Burnley. Ah, yes. Um, so yeah, Man City, Manchester United, Wolves, or you could have a Villa. But you got, I think you're going to need Wolves later on because they've got, well, Wolves play Villa on a single game day. Wolves play. Who else have they got? Bournemouth. Bournemouth, Bournemouth is a good one. They have got West Ham away. Like I'll probably have Jimenez captain West Ham away. I think if I don't go for Vardy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Man City, Man, Man U, Wolves, and then Southampton or Watford because well they play each other. Um. 
I think again I've got Ings and I think he'll be a good like they play Norwich on the first Saturday or the 19th I think it's a Friday is it but yeah so I, I think even Southampton Crystal Palace play Burnley like do you want to have one of them players if you don't already are you going to skip it and then yeah well that's then yeah, Brighton Manchester United and then, and then I think you could even do with having an Arsenal player or Bamiang a Leicester player I think you're going to need as well for that 20th 20th like you know yeah, Man U, Man, Man U, Man City, Wolves, Southampton, Arsenal, Leicester. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Spurs, even if you want Kane in. There's, you know, I think there's a lot of teams need covering in that first two weeks. So um, if you've got 10 plus transfers, you're going to be okay. If you had to pick three teams, Dan, so if you had to pick three teams you had to have a player from, who would the three be? Uh, Wolves. Yeah. Man City. Yeah. And I think United. Okay. How about you, think... Paul? Have you got anything to add on there that you agree or? Uh, just in case you asked me the question, I'd already written down an answer, and that was the three that I had written down as well. So magic. So uh, Man United, Man City, and Wolves. Then they're they're they're, they're our answers, and uh, you know, and, and depending on your rank, you can either play it safe, you know, with players like Fernandez, De Bruyne, and Jimenez, I suppose, or maybe go a bit rogue if you want to try and chase some points there. So yeah, a load a load of options there. Paul, then this is off uh, at FPL Equation. Um, how the hell? Are we going to get a captain out for every day for the rest of the season? Um, assuming the answer is you can't, which game should we be swerving, and which should we be tar- uh, sorry, and which should we target? Spurs Arsenal looks interesting in the first few weeks, and Kane's back. You got any thoughts on that one, mate? Which which ones we could potentially swerve? Yeah, I think I think the way that I planned this out for for my own team, um, I'm going to miss the Palace Burnley game. Um, Van Arnold, um, mate, he scored. He scored. He'll score in that game. I'm telling uh, you. I, 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 I do get you. And Zaha usually finishes the season off pretty strongly yeah, as well. That's right. Alice's fixtures are aren't great. Um, yeah, and I, I guess I had taken. I had. I had a think about that as well. Um, the Watford Southampton game, depending on if, depending if I needed cash elsewhere, I'd be tempted to go back to Sar. Potentially, but um, again, at, at this moment in time, I've not got any plans to bring in anyone for those games as well. So okay. um, I would just be building up my team again to diversify. So moving off the Liverpool assets when it's sensible to do so, potentially if you're sitting with, with two or three. Okay, so you're saying Palace, Burnley, and Watford, Southampton are the ones that Paul is looking to ignore. Dan, have you got any others there, or do you uh, generally agree? Well, yeah, I think. That Palace Burnley game, I'll skip and hope it's a one-one and nothing doing. Um, like I say, I don't have a United player, so I need to bring in someone to cover that Manchester United Brighton. But like I said I already have Danny Ings, so I'm covered for Southampton games. Oh, yeah. And um, I've got Wolves, I've got Jimenez and Jota, so I'm all right for that. So I'm not actually too bad with this set of fixtures. But like I say I want to bring in Vardy and I want to bring in Kane and I want to bring in Rashford. So. Okay, cool. Uh, Dan, uh, question from at Hescabo underscore SkyFF. Uh, six transfers left. Is it worth using some now to attack the best options for the next run or save them to defend against issues that will inevitably arise? Um, so, yeah, nightmare. So he's got Pereira as well, I believe. So that's one down, isn't it? So yeah. I've... <sighs> I, I don't know, really. I, I think you just got to hope that the next batch of fixtures come out before this kicks off so you could then have a bit more to go on sort of thing. But like I say, you've still got six game weeks, haven't you? Well, you know, 
each team's got six games after the we get to the July the second. So I think yeah, maybe only what I use two, and one of them will yeah, be Pereira, yeah. and then sort of you know try to do something at the end. There might be a bit more like these first two weeks just might be a bit of a muddle. Do you know what I mean? Just no one like everyone's sort of getting back into the swing of it, and it might actually be the last sort of six weeks that things start happening. So. I don't know. I'm a bit tempted to sit on my hands and just, yeah, you know, see how it goes. I think, you know, I think over this next week or two, we'll start to get clues about the rotation, you know, and you know, and about you know about how teams are setting up as well. And I think that we'll see the teams that are generally playing, you know, kind of seven, eight, nine, the same, and then the teams that are swapping, you know, six, seven, eight every game as well. So I think after this initial week or two, they will start to get clues. You can't afford, you know, you can't you can't avoid injuries, obviously, right? But um, I think with United, you're reasonably safe because their fixtures are nice right till the end of the season. So even, you know, let's yeah. just say Bruno gets a niggle for two weeks. It's not the end of the world because you know he's coming back to six really good games at the end of the season. So, yeah, I'd be tempted to just kind of leave it a little bit, just do the ones you have to do. You know, it's an obvious captain or, or an injury. Uh, Paul, question from uh, at Sam Sky Sports FF. Is trying to cover all captain days for the rest of the season the best strategy or just have to accept we're going to miss the odd one? Actually, I think we've kind of answered this one haven't we We've answered it earlier so i think i think diversify is probably our tip there sam question for at big for fpl uh who do you think are players who weren't great pre-lockdown who may now be improved picks for example troyori becoming a nightmare with that shoulder if you still own has it almost worked out in your favor if fully fit and with wolves remaining fixtures so I kind of said Abraham earlier, I think. I think Abraham and Pulisic were my ones. I think that Chelsea's fixtures, I think, are all right. I think they're going to want to prove a point with them signing Werner. Dan, have you got any thoughts, you know, on who will hit the ground running now? Yeah, like you said about Traore, like I got rid of Traore. Uh, I swapped him for, for Jota. Um, I don't know, we, I can't remember now, but I, I swapped him anyway. But if I had Traore, I'd probably keep him now because, like I say, he was getting a, he was a bloody nightmare with that shoulder, when he? And missing yeah. games and... Yeah, annoying. But yeah, he's one of yeah, probably keep now and see how he's getting on. He's he's had plenty of time to rest it up. So um yeah, I, I just really don't know. Like I think some of the form like you do think, oh yeah, Fernandez was like killing it when he before yeah, you know, everything stops. But as that maybe that might have not helped him. Like he might have, you know, you keep going, don't you, in a good run of form. So that but might Rashford and, him. and Pogba are back, who are both, you know, they both like the ball as well. So is Fernandez, you know, is he going to see as much of the ball as he did? Yeah, because he was like the main man when he, he, he was, was, he exactly. was involved in everything. So now exactly. he, he might not be. So I just don't know. I think it is really a case like you are just going to have to assess that first sort of week and see where you are really. And um, yeah, I can't really add more to that. No, no, it's fine. Okay. Question from Aaron Alton around average transfers. So we don't know, but we think it was kind of like six or seven. seven so if you're sitting yeah. on... 10 plus you've got a distinct advantage from the rest I of us. I think he's quite, he's he's quite up there I think on the leaderboard from what I can remember. Wasn't Aaron winning it? Am I making that up? Aaron? No, I think he was when he I think he, he was definitely up there. Let us know Aaron on the chat. I think I think you were winning it. Oh I think oh hang on. Aaron, I think first few games we'll see some strange results. Yeah, I agree as well. This is why I see you know kind of certain our hands a bit form Form goes out the window. You've got teams like you know Villa and Norwich have got everything to play for now. There's no point in them Playing for draws, um, and Aaron just says he's second overall. So oh, yeah, uh, nice, yeah, great, great stuff, Aaron. And thanks, thanks for joining us in the chat. You should be the ones uh, answering these questions. Yeah, get him um, on, <laughs> get him on exactly. Um, at Serenity underscore later, Hall. Do you think the five subs clubs have now will make much difference to fantasy? 
Yeah, like I was saying earlier on, I think um, we might see a lot more youngsters getting a, a run out for the last yeah. five or ten minutes in games, which yeah. um, so hopefully not too much more rotation than what there was already, although there, there evidently will be a little bit. And based on, on the points that you've already made, Andrew, I think um, there'll be less defenders getting, getting rotated and therefore there's going to be four or five more attack-minded players that's going to be rotated. Yeah, cool. Uh, last couple of questions. Kermit, the winger. Uh, Pereira replacements, preferably a player with from the opening set of games, Man City defender maybe. So I mentioned Justin earlier. You know, he's his, his direct his direct replacement. Uh, Dan, have you got any other thoughts on a replacement? Who you know, who, who would you pick a defender from at the moment? Depends on the shape of your team. So like, I looked at him for me and then thought, where like can I take him out for someone where I haven't got a captain? Do you know what I mean? But do I want to bring in? Palace player or Burnley, I don't think so. Do you know what I mean? So then it depends on what you want to do. Like Hescabo was um like so, uh, like he'll probably go to Dan Burn, I think he was saying, which you think like Brighton uh, and I said to him today, like Brighton have got some terrible fixtures, yeah, they, they, are, like, yeah. they are awful. But because he's so cheap, he can then upgrade an eight million midfielder to whoever, can't he? Like and a like De Bruyne or something. So it's what that allows you to do. So depends what works for you, sort of thing, whether yeah, you can use it to cover off a captain or you know, just go dirt cheap and use money to say, you know, just depends what you want to do, really. Like you said, Laporte as well. Like, if you need someone from Man City, like, he'll do. But, yeah, it's really what your team needs and what you can do with that money. So that's yeah, I'd, what I'd factor in. I'd, I'd personally either say a real cheapie, because what you don't want to do is go for, you know, say you go for Doherty, right? You, 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 I know I mentioned him earlier, but if Doherty misses every other game and concedes in one or two out of the three or four he, he, he plays, He's worthless, and you, you know, when you're spending all that money, you may as well just go for someone like Byrne, who may just get the odd fluke clean sheet. And if Byrne doesn't start, then you're not missing out anyway. I think yeah. if I was going for nailed defenders, I'd be looking at centre backs personally. Paul, I did even think, sorry, mate, I you know, did I... even think career. I thought I might just leave him in, but then I think that's a bit mad with that many games to go. Do you know what I mean? Because if yeah, you just bring nine, in two points, <laughs> yeah. yeah, even if someone's getting two points a game for you. Do you know what I mean? That's your sort yeah. of twenty points, isn't it? And they won't—they'll get more than just two. Even if you bring him down, burn, you'll probably get about twenty points when he, yeah. you think towards the end of the season. So, yeah, you—you you can't leave someone in for that long. Well, if you've only got three transfers, then you might have to sort of thing. But yeah, just to, let's see what your team needs and what you can do with that move. Rich James could be a show. Oh, sorry. Oh, Rich James. James. Ex- excellent. Uh... Excellent shout there, mate. Young, rearing to go. And uh, yeah, and he's cheap. And he's he? very attacking and he's cheap. Yeah, that's, a, that's a really good shout there, mate. More of a, a statement, I think, than a question from Hornet FBL. But uh, thinking that strikers like Pookie, Dini, Saar, Wilson and strikers from other clubs fighting for survival might may outweigh picks from mid-table clubs and even Liverpool, where rotation will surely come into play. Perhaps good for chasing tactics in mini leagues too. Yeah, so you know, I completely agree, Hornet. I, th- I think we kind of mentioned this earlier on, but I completely agree, you know, and all these are very, very low owned. I chuck Samata in there as well. You know, I think I think Wesley's out for the season, so Samata 0.1%. Villa have got a score calls to stay up. They're going to go for it, you know. So, um, yeah, I, I completely agree with you there, uh, Hornet. Uh, last couple of questions then. A question from Matthew Seward. How aggressive do you plan to be with two-for-ones, three-for-ones when we now have many more captain days than we expect? I, th- I think we've kind of answered this, Matthew, as it was said, you know, Sit in the hands for a couple of game weeks, see how it plays out. 
I don't think any of us are going to be very aggressive at the start. We don't know what's going to happen in terms of substitutes, in terms of form, in terms of you know who, who who's going to start even. So I'd certainly hands for a week or two, wait for this next batch. And by then we should have a little bit more of a feel. I think if you've got like 12 or 15 subs, you can maybe attack one or, you know, a couple of subs to attack. But I think if you're kind of any less than 10, a little bit more reserved. Um, and then Mark Bennett, uh, so, it's, so he asks as well for a Pereira, a Pereira replacement budget, 12.1. Blimey, he had some money in the bank. Uh, so 12.1, you can basically afford nearly anywhere in the game. Cover captain options from other teams, Richarlison and Bamayang, or players such as Aguero, Sterling or Rashford for higher point ceiling. So Dan, if you had 12.1 million to spend now, who'd be your number one pick for captaincy games? Um, I do like Rashford. He's got a couple here where I would have him as captain. Yeah. Aubameyang as well. He's got, what has he got? Southampton, Norwich. And it's the first game of the day, so you can see if he's starting first. Um, it all really depends on your team. Like, what other midfielders has he got? You know, I'd be tempted to go for a cheaper defender. Not Dan Burn cheap, but, you know, get someone else in and then upgrade someone else to, you know, Fernandez. Yeah. Uh, that sort of thing, really. Um, yeah. Uh, who's your... Number one pick, Paul, for 12.1 million. Um, if it was me, because I don't have any Man City players, I'd get Laporte in. Okay, okay. <laughs> you'll see that you'll see their starting lineup um, on the Monday night. I think I'm possibly wait till then. Okay, cool. Uh, thank you very much, everyone, for all the questions. So, we're just gonna uh, finish off now then with Dan's rant. Um, so, so Dan, what are you angry about today? <laughs> I've been pretty angry for a while. Mate. I'll, give you, I'll give you a little confessional first, right? Oh, sorry. I, uh, my confessional is, I've been telling my missus we've still been doing the podcast every Sunday to get out of the house for an hour. <laughs> what, have you sat in the garage by yourself for an hour? Yeah, having a beer, play, playing darts. Yeah, so uh, that's my confession. She won't be listening, it's fine. Um, the rant, I don't know, I think it was early days. I was just getting annoyed with, you know, People just can't do as they're told, can they? Like with this stay indoors and all that sort of stuff. Like I've seen people walk past the house three times or something like that in a day. Just piss you off, don't it? When you're stuck at home with the kids all day, sticking to all the stuff. And then you go out and like, I don't know, you see old people out walking dogs in groups of fours or fives. And this was like early on. You're just like, people just can't do as they're told. Do you know what I mean? It's just, that's what just winds me up. And like, even when I then see all the stuff at the beaches and stuff, it's just like, I don't know, it just piss you off, doesn't it? You just think like... Madness, what mate. is happening? Like, I oh, know it's a different story like, of everyone protesting and stuff. Like, that's quite an important issue, isn't it? And stuff. But when people on the beaches and just, I just don't know. Some people like I've been sort of really sticking to it, and other people just don't give a shit, do they? And you just like, <sighs> just annoying, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? When I'm telling the missus she can't go out for a drive and this, that, and the other, and telling when we go, out, we'll walk with the kids, and you're like, come here, like, someone come in, like, and all this sort of stuff. And you just see people out. It's just, don't know, it drives you mad. People just, yeah, can't do as they're told. So cremate and a good mind. and a good round. We've had we just had a, one last question for you, Dan off uh Pompey Lad 96 Pup. Any update on the Tesco cat? Most important question. Yeah, of the I podcast. saw him uh, I went to Tesco's this morning, actually he needed some bread and he was outside there now. I think he's pretty ill. I said before that the woman set up like a funding page. She's made about three or four grand for this cat because he needs treatment. Do you know what I mean? I think I don't know if that's some sort of scam or whatever, but someone's getting some money out of it. But yeah, he's down the Tesco's. And I actually put a picture on there. Uh, I think I put a picture on Twitter or send it to you. But he was actually, when I was queued up at Tesco's months ago, 
he was actually two meters where the lines are. He was actually on one of the lines. He was social I mean? distancing. Yeah, he, that's just where he, that was just the luck of where, that was where he sat. But yeah, it was like, oh, he's actually he's social distance from fair enough sort of thing. But yeah, he's okay. he's still down the Tesco's. Um, valued member yeah. of the community. Didn't stroke him or anything because other people stroke yeah. him, didn't they? And I don't get COVID and all that. But yeah, no, he's still there. Still more famous than me in my my village. So it's a bit annoying. And there we go. So that's that's a wrap, gents. So uh, Paul, where can we find you if anyone wants to get hold of you? Um, what is my Twitter handle? Is it at Paul McAnulty one? It is. Um, it is. <laughs> it's all. It's also on the screen. Actually, thinking about it, I didn't realize. Uh, and Dan, yourself, how can people get yeah. hold of you? Dan Cox eighty two on Twitter. Find me on there. I'll um anything. I'll do another article. There'll be another article on the hub. When, like I've done that draft, whatever. So we'll have that on the hub soon. So keep an eye out for that. I've done sort of some focus on the fixtures and two for zeros because there are a few two for zeros if you want to attack it sort of thing. Like there's some nice little moves you can make if you're flush for transfers. So that'll all be on the uh, on the hub, and we'll have that. I don't when we have that, mate. Friday or something. Uh, yeah, we'll like, yeah, we'll have it Friday, I think. Yeah. We'll, we'll have it up there this week. Still plenty yeah. of time. So I'll have all the good sort of moves and that you can make if you are flush with transfers and stuff. So, um, yeah, that'll be on there. Wonderful. Finally, uh, Fancy Football Hub have been nominated for a Football Content Award in the Best in Fancy Football Editorial category. Uh, if right. you wish to support us and vote uh, for YouTube viewers, the link is in the description below. below. And for podcast listeners, please go to footballcontentawards.com forward slash 2020 hyphen voting forward slash and please vote for fancy football hub um you know all the guys will put a hell of a lot of work in and uh the growth of the hub on the last year has been has been fantastic so any votes for that are greatly appreciated uh so this podcast and video will be on the fancy football hub sky and tff youtube channel and also available in all major podcast libraries, including iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. If you liked what you watched, please click the like button and remember to subscribe in the bottom right-hand corner of the screen. And if you enjoyed your listen, please rate the podcast versions and leave some comments. Um, it helps us increase our rankings, increase our listens and watches, which in turn allows us to continue to improve the production of the work. And um, it also makes sure you don't miss anything. And for the remainder of the season, we're also in a competition with a random draw at the end of the season to win a free annual premium hub membership from everyone who's left podcast comments. So please get on there, leave a rating and leave a comment. Greatly appreciated. Our Twitter handle, uh, sorry, our handles on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok now are at FFH underscore HQ. And our podcast Twitter handle is at FFH Sky. And Dan is now the main man on the Sky Twitter handle. So if you get with some, you know, weird random shit or some, Photos of cats or whatever. Blame Dan. I'll, he's, I'll, he's I'll try to keep that on the personal, mate. I don't lose his followers. Fair enough. Um, our website is fantasyfootballhub.co.uk where you'll find everything you need for fantasy football all under one roof, including player comparison tools, the fixture ticker, off the stats, top player team reveals, and much, much more, which can be used for both Sky and FPL. Uh, also on the website, as Dan has mentioned, he reveals his transfers, captains, and general thoughts at 1pm every Friday exclusively to Fantasy Football Hub members, an essential read if you're a serious Sky player. I also write my weekly multi-format diary article, which includes my Sky team, captains, transfers and progress. Ignore that, that this season, I'm having a mare. Dan is also very active in our Sky WhatsApp chat group with some other great Sky players, including Mark Edworthy, Paul Jones, Luke Wilson, to name a few. Uh, there are also some guys in the top 50 in there as well, so some really good chat, really good insight and information. If you want to join, 
just go onto the website and join up for that. Uh, if you fancy a free seven-day hub membership, go to fantasyfootballhub.co.uk forward slash free trial and sign up. And if you have a passion for fancy football and think you could put it into writing, why not submit a sample piece to us at fantasyfootballhub.co.uk forward slash submit a post and potentially join the growing hub contributor team. Again, the link is in the description below. There's a lot of links in the description below, so have a look, guys. Um, I'm sure everyone knows, but the Planet FPL guys also do a brilliant Sky podcast every Wednesday. Make sure you tune into them too. And we will be back live at 9 p.m. next week talking more about our teams and plans as we get more detail, we get more insight into the players. So we'll be talking about that next week. With all that, thank you and good night, everyone. Hope you have a great week. Cheers.